This episode originally aired on July 9th, 2021 on the Unethical Podcast Patreon. This was before they said they solved it with Gary Francis Post, so I didn't mention in the theories. Sorry about that. Our client today is the always hilarious Tyler Forte. I've been told that I look like um, the Donnie Darko version of Jake Chilmer. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I... The weak, sick Jake Chilmer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hello? Is there... Hey, how's it going? Uh, uh, Richard good. Stoodle here. Nice to meet you. Cool, cool. Uh, I was told that I could find Dick here. That's you, I'm assuming. That is one of the three dicks. I got the shortest one. Perfect. I figured from your stature. Uh, plus the beard probably compensates for it. But uh, here's the thing. I need help. Okay. I, I, I've watched one true crime documentary and uh, it's, it's not enough experience for me. So I figured like, uh, you know, I'd, I'd outreach a bit. Well, you came to the, you came to the master's. You haven't, you haven't, you haven't spoken with the other two dicks, but I assure you their credentials are pristine. I love it. You guys are going to love this case. Okay. So I got a guy here. He kills at random. There's no any pattern to it. If you're walking and he comes across, you might end up dead. Coolest part is two people have been attacked by him and lived. So we have some actual testimony, but they can't nail this guy down. All okay. right. You color me intrigued, my friend. This is sounds exactly right up my alley. Perfect. Uh, one more thing I can add in here too. He writes letters to the police. Okay. Like he, he constantly taunting them. It's, it's happened in the sixties. It hasn't been solved in his first letter to the police. He said he likes to kill because it's more fun than hunting wild game. Oh my because God. People are more dangerous than wild game. It's, it's literally a joy for him. Humans are called the most dangerous game. So I understand what he's talking about. Can you guys take this case? Sure. Do you know which case it is? There's a bunch of guys that like to. This guy has gained so much infamy, even in the film industry. I'm sure you've heard of him. The Zodiac Killer. Oh, Zodiac. I've been researching this for weeks already, so I probably already have a solve. I'll just have to bring it back to my boys. We'll go over the case and we'll figure out exactly what it is. Sounds good. I don't know. Come back in two hours or so. We'll just. All right, sounds good. Well, here, I'm just because I have so much faith in you guys, I'm going to put a deposit down on you guys solving this. Wow. Okay. Wow. You carry, you walk around with that much money, dude. That's awesome. Uh, we'll take, I, I got to compensate, you know. What do you got there? About 3,000. Okay. Yeah. We'll take the three grand and uh, that'll be a good, that's a half up front. That's fair. That's fair. It's expensive. It's expensive, you know, running this kind of stuff. So, okay. Well, thanks, man. We'll go, we'll get that solved. Come back in a couple hours. Go have a, go have a coffee across the street. It'll be good. All right, I'll be back. An elite team of private detectives. What if balloons are aliens? Maybe that's the key component we're missing. Cover-ups. John's guilty. Mysteries that need to be solved. Maybe Mormons need mountains. Richard, shut up. All right, let's do this because it's going to be a longer one, okay, guys? There's a good dick joke there, yeah. Uh... (laughs) So just before I start this, this is a very complicated case. Uh, this case can go down many rabbit holes. Uh, I know the research isn't complete. You can't get everything. For us to be complete, we'd have to spend four years getting a criminology degree and 10 more years studying the evidence. All right. We are the private dicks. We don't need that kind of shit. 
I'll give you as much as we need. Once we get through what, what I've put together, I'm sure we can figure this out. We solved Amelia Earhart, for God's sakes. We can figure this out with just the gist, right? I'm here for it. All right. Uh, okay, so here's backstory. If you're not familiar, you might remember this from the movie. We're doing Zodiac today, guys. Okay, so here's backstory. If you're not familiar, uh, on December 20th, 1968, 17-year-old David Faraday and 16-year-old Betty Lou Jensen were parked at a Faraday in Faraday's station wagon in a gravel turnout on, on Lake Herman Road in Benicia, California. So can we imagine what they were up to? Huh? Just in a gravel road by themselves? They were taunting a serial killer. Yeah. They knew could not help himself. <laughs> yeah. They knew they, better. And boy, were they right. <laughs> <laughs> so a man pro, uh, approached their station wagon, and the two teenagers must have noticed him. He may have coaxed them out of their car somehow. That's a theory about it, okay? Uh, as Faraday tried to get out of his vehicle, he was shot once in the head, and Jensen was shot five times in the back as she was running away from the vehicle. Both were killed instantly by the 22 caliber long rifle. So he wasn't fucking around, this guy. Uh, there was no sign of robbery or sexual abuse or anything like that. So that's the first uh, murders. 22 caliber. Yeah, long rifle, like specific, very specific ammunition. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just yeah. thinking like a, a tiny gun when I think that. At 22, you can make it. You can have a rifle, a 22 rifle for sure. Kill like rabbits and stuff, like little things. Were these rabbit-sized teenagers? Yeah, but head someone in the back of the head with the 22 will still kill you. <laughs> oh, fair enough. All right. Yeah. Every time, or does it matter where it hits? Well, this one here, they got the guy got shot in the head, the first shot. So I'm guessing that was like a surprise one. And then the other, the girl ran away and he shot her five times with the rifle. So uh, in the back. So I don't know if it's going to kill you every time, but five shots, one in the head will get you for sure. And five in the back will get you. And I know I've heard the velocity on 22s is, is lower. So such that like uh, when you get shot with it, it just immediately starts spinning around inside of you. Oh yeah. If it gets inside your head, yeah, it'll, it'll scramble your brain. That's what I heard too. Scramble your brains up. Boy, that is awesome. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Do we know, did she zigzag or did he just get five good shots? Like, what was the... I'm going to tell you, she was a 16-year-old girl. She was probably just screaming and not zigzagging. Oh, you always zigzag. You always zigzag. You always zigzag. Someone's shooting at you. You zigzag. What do you think? Fucking Game of Thrones all over again. Come on. Yeah. Don't spoil it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, get the I'm fuck on the first step. I'm hey. on the first episode. <laughs> Hey, don't worry they spoil it for you <laughs> that was a good joke i liked it all right uh fast forward six and a half months later to july 4th 1969 similar situation uh, sorry i think this is july 1st no july 4th that's right i i keep forgetting i'm canadian but it's your holiday not mine that this happens on michael maggio maggio who was 19 at the time, and Darlene Farron, who was 22, were parked in a secluded Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo, California. They were parked in a weird spot again, all right, in Darlene's car. Uh, Vallejo and Benicia are like neighboring towns in the San Francisco Bay Area. I was like, why are these connected? But they're very close cities to each other. So, uh, and as they, I, I didn't know that. I'm not American. I just had, <laughs> no, I that say, that's funny. You know nothing of American geography. So in your mind, somehow they're like 3,000 miles apart. 
Yeah, yeah, no. It's uh, San Francisco Bay. It's not as big as I thought it was. I thought it crossed. I thought it was a Mississippi type thing where it crossed a bunch of states. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> San Francisco Bay, on yeah. the border of Kentucky. <laughs> I don't know why that's. I laughed, but I don't understand why that's funny. <laughs> that's okay neither do we yeah i'm I'm putting on a show okay so as the two sat there in the car they were approached by a five foot ten or eleven man who pulled into the lot got out of his car and pulled out a flashlight was that was that five foot ten or eleven men he was either five foot ten or five foot eleven okay all right uh, Thanks for the clarification. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. It was one or the two. That's how I described them. Right. Uh, so, and he pulled out a flashlight. So the couple thinking this man was a police officer got their identification out. Uh, the man fired sh- uh, shots from his nine millimeter semi-automatic pistol into the vehicle, wounding Michael, but unfortunately killing Darlene. Yeah. First rule. Don't trust cops. Don't yeah. trust cops. Drive away. Mm-hmm. Drive. Rush. If you get uh, pulled over by a cop, just drive. If you get pulled over by 10 or 11 five-foot cops, just kill yourself. (laughs) So (laughs) the as they were shot, the man walked away, and he thought he'd killed them both. But he walked back to the vehicle when he heard Majo scream out in pain. So if the guy would have just shut the fuck up, he would not have gotten shot two more times. Uh, The pair of them, they got shot two more times. He came back and put two more bullets. Uh, Even after the two bullets, he still survived. And he got to be interviewed by the police. And that's where we got the description of the guy being five foot 10 and other little things. Like he's just a generic white guy. They didn't really give too much description. It's not like you'd have to see the fucking photo. There's a photo. If you want to go look at it, go look at it. Um, oh. It's not a photo. Sorry. It's a police sketch. I said photo, but I and what do I, what do I Google generic white guy or you, you Google Zodiac sketch. Five or 10, 11 foot men. (laughs) All right. So about 45 minutes after the shooting, a man called the Vallejo Police Department claiming responsibility for the shooting. He also took credit for the shooting seven months earlier in Benicia. Uh, The caller was a believable suspect because he knew the caliber of the guns, even though he hadn't, that hadn't been released to the public. So they trusted the guy that called in saying he did it. Okay. Less than a month later, on July 31st, three local media outlets received letters from a self-proclaimed killer that contained details that only the killer would have known. Each letter also contained one-third of a cipher that the killer claimed, if solved, would reveal his true identity. This is kind of fun, right? Yeah. I know there's, I know there's murders, but I mean, cool codes coming at you in the, if you're the editor of the Cincinnati Chronicle or all these fucking papers that got affected, that's... That's a big news day. You're winning a Pulitzer. You know what I mean? You're happy. And what year was this? 1969. Oh, yeah. So murder was quite ubiquitous at that point in time. So I'm, I doubt uh, that that undertone really bothered them. Oh, yeah. And this was, but it was the summer of love, man. It was just like just before, or let me see. I think it was just around the same time Charlie Manson had his cult going on. It was all the same shit, same time, right? Scary. Uh, it was a, kind of a scary time, actually. The yeah, oh, yeah, dude. I mean, it's wild. Shit. Like yeah. my my favorite representations uh, in, in movies of, uh, say, like New York City are like in the 70s. Um, and this and this applies to like the West Coast, too, because just the murder rates were so high 
but they still like try to like play off like the same vibe of today where they're like, oh, we live in this cool big city. It's awesome. Best city in the world. But in reality, if they were there, people would just be getting stabbed right behind them. Yeah, exactly. There's so uh, people think we live in a shitty time now. Try living just 50 years ago, you know, in the oh, 70s, yeah. like you said, it was way Same. worse. Try living 100 years ago, even fucking worse than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, murders and cholera. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a different plague for fuck's sakes. Each letter contained one third of the cipher. I already said that. So he wanted the ciphers to be printed on the cover of all three newspapers, or he threatened to kill 12 people that weekend. It's a little scary. All three portions of the cipher were eventually published after failed attempts by the police to solve them. So the cops couldn't do it. and They just didn't want to see 12 people died. So they did publish them, which is fun. Uh, after publication, a couple from Salinas, Salinas. California, Donald and Betty Harden, they cracked the cipher within 20 hours of being printed in the papers. What? Yeah, they cracked the first cipher. Z408 is the first one. That's what they call it now. Zodiac, Z408. <laughs> it's fucked up because it... <laughs> the resolution's so bad. <laughs> Are you going to say it's fucked up because it looks like him? Yeah. <laughs> <It's fucked up. laughs> It looks like you know, I was gonna say it looks like a police sketch of you. Is that your police sketch? Yeah, yeah. That was that was when I was rabbit hunting and these teenagers dove in front of my gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You felt bad for him because there was a 22 bullet swirling around inside of him, so you pumped yeah. him with four more. It's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> also, just just one quick note: how fucking bad at symmetry is this police sketch artist? Like, do you see? Yeah, it's bad. Uh, <laughs> He just didn't. He wanted to make one of his eyebrows look like he's like in thought. Yeah, and then like a, like a shitty Photoshop dis- distortion just like lowered the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! They were using pens and papers. My God, you're critical. He wasn't a professional artist. He went to art school and ended up as a police <laughs> sketch artist. Who the fuck do you think that they get, RJ? You're right. They probably are just like Craig can draw. Yeah, do I have to do it again? RJ, it was this or the Fourth Reich, all right? Give the guy a break. (laughs) He's a very talented artist then. All right, I'm glad you brought the the photo of him, or the police sketch of him, that's fine. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're glad you brought the Fourth Reich up. I'm okay. Every episode, every episode. The Fourth Reich is always up when I'm talking. That was the weirdest dick joke I've ever made. Yeah, <laughs> it's the fourth Rick, my dick. <laughs> All right. So uh, after they cracked it, the the note, the cipher started like this: "I like killing people because it is so much fun." That's the first sentence of that. So the cipher also claimed he would uh, he wouldn't tell the police who he was because it would just slow him down with his collection of slaves for the afterlife. So now it gets a little bit like scarier. This guy's starting to say that every murder he gets, it's one slave for him in the afterlife. I don't mm. like it one bit. Wouldn't that be an interesting like afterlife though? Like fuck, yeah, I should have be- murdered I'm, people. Mm-hmm, I'm behind. <laughs> but yeah. Imagine you get up there and you're just like, fuck, I knew I should have <laughs> murdered people. And you have like uh, Jim Jones up there running the show with all the fucking- like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's literally in heaven. Meanwhile, I'm yeah. mowing my own heaven lawn. It's like, oh, God, I should have murdered more. Fuck. 
all you have is like a bunch of ants you destroyed as like a 10 year old fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so yeah so he said that in the cipher when it was uh decoded by the high school teachers i didn't mention that they were high school teachers and they decoded it and he said the afterlife thing okay so uh, a few days after those first three letters and ciphers were sent to the media outlets, uh, the killer sent another note to the uh, examiner. This letter began, dear editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. And then blah, blah, grandiose bullshit, who gives a fuck. But this is where we get the famous moniker from. Uh, he called himself the fucking Zodiac. Uh, in a letter, which I fucking hate when serial killers name themselves. Do you guys know anything about serial killers? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know they had the option. No, but the, uh, BTK kept signing his letters like that, and he named himself Bind, Torture, Kill. He's a fucking dork. I hate Dennis. Uh, I don't know if if a, if a serial killer signed their name to me, and I was like a newspaper editor, I would purposely fuck it up just to piss them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah unless like that's a thing you can do that's the the danger of media though you're gonna go make them actually go kill someone else you gotta fucking watch out he's gonna go kill this is real people this isn't like a video game he's gonna go out and shoot someone in the head because you did that uh-oh you're okay with that mm. <laughs> you're okay with that <laughs> no gets just uh whatever i'm in south america people get shot all the time oh uh, fuck but what I do want to say is, fuck you, Dennis Rader. Your poetry sucks. Okay? He <laughs> fucking... And his daughter sucks, too. My dad was such a nice dad. Did you ever see... You don't know much about no. serial killer. And stuff. I, well, I mean, I'm aware of who he is, but... Yeah. Damn. I didn't know that he his had, daughter, like... His daughter came on... Did a... I think it was a People Magazine interview a couple of years ago now. And she was like, Oh, he was always normal to me. It was shocking. And I don't, I don't approve of what he did, but he was what? still my dad. Like <laughs> exploiting your dad's like fucking murders. So you can get on people magazine or whatever. <sighs> Go fuck yourself. You know, I would be hiding. Yeah. Fuck that bitch. Yeah. I'd be hiding in a bush. I'd be out of town. Right? Like, be so embarrassed. Yeah. My name would be changed instantly. Instantly. <laughs> be done no more strudel the fucking toaster strudel killer fucking destroys half of ontario i'm done i'm out i'm not a strudel anymore yeah that's so bad where do i know that name (laughs) (laughs) at the bank and they're like it's right all 20 sir yeah (laughs) so two months after the shootings of farron and majo Brian Hartnell, a 20-year-old, and Cecilia Shepard, a 22-year-old, were sitting on a blanket at Lake Berryessa, located in Napa County. Uh, Where they were sitting, they were approached by a man. He was at least six feet tall, and he was wearing a homemade dark hood, and he was wielding a gun. All right. The man told the couple he was a prison escapee from Colorado, and he needed their money and car so he could flee to Mexico. Uh, Hartnell offered up his cash and keys, but the hooded man didn't take them. Instead, he tied them up and stabbed them repeatedly before walking away. Wow. Leaving a military-style boot print, uh, police later found. The depressions from the size 10.5 boot print also indicated that the suspect was nearly 210 pounds. Uh, so do you notice there's discrepancies in the guy's size now, This, which I'm trying to, like, I don't know if you guys are catching that. Yeah, at first he's 
10 five feet guys then he's one dude yeah. six feet this is i'm a little confused on one piece sure do they take multiple weighted people and have them walk on the same ground to see how deep it goes because how the hell do you figure out that exactly 210 pounds is what goes down like but when as he was walking away he he accidentally stepped on a scale that was underneath the ground yeah yeah yeah, it was was broken so it stuck there ground shoot data (laughs) no they probably definitely uh, what you just said is probably exactly what they did they probably found the boots put different amounts of pressure inside of the boot representing the amount of pounds that would have been walking in it cops cops forensics are crazy the shit they'll do is nuts and it, i know it's 1969 but this is all they had but now i want to know was like the ground wet and when they tested it was the ground wet because now there's discrepancies in like the amount it's going to go down i don't know yeah you know you know it was just some dude named marv who like spit sunflower seeds on the crime scene and was like yeah it's about 210 just stuck a finger in and we came yeah i know because it came up to here um so uh the man in this one hartnell he survived uh shepherd unfortunately died uh and an hour after this just like the last shooting a man called officials and claimed responsibility for the slaying uh so the killer also left a note on the car door it had a crosshair symbol under and underneath was the dates of the first two shootings and was also uh the days like that day's date and time September 27th, 1969, 6.30, with the words, by knife, underneath. Um, so the crosshair symbol on the car was also the killer on the killer's homemade hood. So the guy had it sewn into his fucking hood, too. Uh, some people call this cro- uh, a Celtic cross, which it is, but I like to call it a crosshair because I find it more apropos. Yeah, it looks like a white, that white supremacist symbol. At least it did in the movie. Yeah, a, a cross like that cross you know what i'm talking about yeah for sure it, it for sure looks like white supremacy and it was 1969 probably was a white supremacy thing like there probably was some sort of something in there um but who knows uh really because well we will we'll find out we'll t- we'll tell you at the end of this <laughs> we, 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 we know <laughs> the symbol would become iconic in his calling card for years to come so he would start calling himself zodiac and putting that beside his name uh the symbol was in his letters though it was in the letters before this so people did see them in the paper uh now there's only one more murder that's definitively linked to the zodiac and it was the killing of cab driver paul stein two weeks later in san francisco now he was just sitting in his cab and a man said to be about five foot nine or five foot ten walked up behind him and shot him in the back of the head with a nine millimeter pistol finally back to a weapon he's used before so he's been jumping around weapons uh which is rare for a serial killer usually they typically stick to what they know uh it becomes more and more of a ritual so he went from a a 22 long rifle to a nine millimeter to a knife back to a nine millimeter so he's all over the place with his murders there were witnesses to this shooting it was 10 o'clock at night on a city street three different people saw him they said the man calmly wiped down the cab before he walked away uh, he took the, the killer took Stein's wallet and he, it is later revealed that he took a piece of Stein's shirt as he fled. So he ripped off a chunk of this guy's shirt on purpose, on purpose. Yes. He was described as a stocky white man in his mid to late twenties, uh, with reddish brown crew cut with reddish brown hair, crew cut and f- heavy framed glasses. So kind of that picture that you have behind you, I think that's that one. 
that description. All right. Police officers that were en route to the crime scene had been mistakenly told the suspect was black, which, yeah, I'm sure it was a mistake. They just assumed it was a fucking black guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they later found out the description of the man was white and noted they did see someone who fit that description walking away from the crime scene. But since he was white, they didn't question him. Uh, so racial discrimination fucked over this one, right? That, that murder right there, they could have had him. They drove right yeah, past you know, him. You know, even after the fact, they were like, oh, well, that... I mean, that's just a light-skinned black guy, right? Yeah, exactly. He seemed white. (laughs) (laughs) So two days after Stein's death, the Chronicle received another letter from the killer calling himself Zodiac, uh, taking claim for the murder. The letter ended up being uh, the big one because the letter contained threats that the next victim would be kids getting off of a school bus. Mm. The, The letter also contained the bloody piece of Stein's shirt. And this is when the story became international news and the Zodiac became a household name. Uh, just now? Just now. Before that, it was local news, but it wasn't hitting the national and international scope. Mm. Uh, so these are the five things and two injuries that have been definitively attributed to the Zodiac, okay? He had a hiatus sending letters to the media and authorities during 1970 to 1973. Early 1974 is the last known letter from the Zodiac. And in this letter, he had claimed to have killed 37 people. So since the Zodiac claimed to have so many kills in his letters, investigators have tried to attribute other murders to him with little proof. Uh, not It's just all circumstantial evidence. There's no real heavy proof that it goes along with it. So there's a bunch of them, but there's only two that, in my opinion, have any type of steam to them. Okay, and I'll tell you them. So the first one's Roy, uh, Ray Davis. Uh, the 27-year-old was murdered on April 10th, 1962 in his cab. Uh, he was shot twice by an all-familiar 22 caliber long rifle, once in the back and the second in the head. Uh, Davis wasn't robbed, and he was killed in a low-crime area. What they, what they meant by low-crime area was the rich neighborhood. Uh, no motive was ever established to that one. Uh, what makes this interesting to me is that even though uh, it was in 1962, so that was seven-something uh, years before the first confirmed Zodiac killing, but the killer called the police in advance of the shooting. Uh, he said he's going to do something awful tonight. So, and then uh, this would make Davis be the first killed by the Zodiac, if true as well. Uh, so yeah, so what did he say? Sorry, the killer claimed he was going to be committing a baffling crime. That's what he said. Uh, and after the guy, after he was killed, the police received another call from the killer, this time threatening to kill a random bus driver. So he said, I killed the cab driver and I'm going to kill a bunch of bus drivers. So servicemen, from nearby Camp Pendleton were used to help guard bus stops around the city after that. Uh, no one got killed. No bus driver got killed. And it kind of just faded away into the end. Uh, God, how I, stressful that must have been. Like, imagine being a bus driver in the 60s to begin with. Oh, for sure. And then, <laughs> then dealing with that. Like, you have so much on your plate. You have to make sure Black people stay in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I find when I read that one, I was like, that's pretty similar. I'm going to add it to the list, I think. But without any DNA or physical evidence, uh, he's just in the potential victim, really. Right. Right. I don't know. You know, uh, there's another possible victim to the Zodiac. Uh, on October 30th, 1966, Sherry Joe Bates was killed in an alley on the campus of River City College in Riverside, California. So the 18 year old was beaten and stabbed multiple times with a short bladed knife. Her throat was also cut. 
there was no evidence of robbery or sexual assault in this one either. And there's no witnesses. So they say she was studying in the, in the library when the police believe her car was sabotaged into not working by her eventual killer. So he like took a spark plug out or some shit like that. And then at the scene, they found a man's Timex watch along with military heel style boot print indicating a shoe size of eight to 10. Uh, the origin of the watch was eventually traced to a military post. The shoes could have been sold at the nearby March air force base. Uh, about a month later in November of that same year, a letter was sent to the Riverside police department and the Riverside press enterprise newspaper confessing to the murder. So it's just the detail. Uh, it, it, it sounds similar in the way that he called, he sent letters, you know what I mean? Uh, it's what, what I have here. And again, it had details of the murder that had never been revealed by the police. So the letter also said a bunch of shit that probably shouldn't have known unless you were the killer they also found a morbid poem written on one of the desks of the riverside library uh police attributed this poem to the zodiac just by the way it was written but i'm not going to read the whole thing it's fucking stupid serial killers writing poetry after they murder are done um i'm over it the only reason this isn't definitively a zodiac because they had another suspect uh in the case but charges were never laid so they probably know who did this one but they just couldn't prove it but it does look similar so in 1970, the Zodiac took credit for this murder in one of his 20-ish letters to the press. But who knows? This guy just clearly wanted to be famous. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, and there were so many letters that were sent that weren't the Zodiac too that they know of. Like the 20 they confirmed are Zodiac. They could just potentially not even be all Zodiac anyway. Just so similar, right? So all in all, the Zodiac claims he had 27 or 37 victims. Uh, actually, when he wrote that last letter, he wrote Zodiac 37 SFPD 0. So that's kind of funny. He's like making it a game. You know, when are you going to kill someone? You ever going to catch up cops? Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> and if they really knew the real number, it would probably be way higher than Zodiac. Killed one black man. <laughs> probably daring him to kill white people. <laughs> all in all, the Zodiac sent four ciphers to the media and police. Until recently, only one had been solved. That one's called Z408 because it had 408 characters in it. The teacher couple had found a crib and in the cipher early on. A crib is a familiar set of symbols that match, so you can take guesses at it because it happens more than once. They found the word kill and just knocked it off from there. So mm. interesting way to solve that, right? Yeah. Uh, the cipher named Z340 was the next one sent. Uh, this one was solved, but it was a bit tougher to crack. Uh, Z408 took 20 hours to solve. And it was done by a teacher couple. Z340 took 51 years to solve. Uh, and this was solved by a bunch of internet sleuths from around the world, like places uh, like Australia, United States, Canada. Uh, so they just solved that in 2020. That's kind of fun. Uh, this letter. Damn. In this letter, the Zodiac basically was taunting the police saying, uh, I bet you're having fun trying to catch me. It wasn't me calling the TV show and I'm not scared to die because I have lots of slaves now. Blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Just just him saying he gathered more slaves uh, and not actually saying his name because that's what they thought this whole thing was going to come out to right is who he was uh but for a guy who stumped the world for 51 years with his ciphers he couldn't have been that smart because the whole cipher is riddled with grammar and spelling mistakes uh paradise is spelled with an s you fucking mook um, i'll tell you what it's definitely easier to keep a cipher hidden when you fuck up the spelling of all the words in it that's for sure. Yeah that's, <laughs> yeah, that's why they say they had such a hard time is because yeah. they couldn't figure out that the spelling was all fucked. But once they figured that out, and, and this one here was solved on an angle, 
which the first one was they just followed the letters like this. This year, it was the letters were done on diagonally. So it took them fucking a long time. The internet, uh, the FBI and the CIA both agree that it has been solved, but it wasn't by them. So that's kind of fun how they just had some guys on the internet. Uh, there are two more ciphers that were sent to police, Z13 and Z32. Sorry, Z13 and Z32, if you guys didn't understand what I just said there. Uh, Thank you for clarifying. These ones were... T- you're welcome. Uh, I've seen Shaun of the Dead, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these two are harder to solve just because how few uh, characters there were on these ciphers. Without a reference, you can make up so many different combinations of sentences, right? So Z13 uh, cipher might be the most important because it starts with my name is and then 13 characters. Many people think this wouldn't reveal his name anyway because in previous ciphers, he literally told them he wouldn't tell them his name. Uh, with only 13 characters work with many names can be attributed to them. The one name I saw come up on the net was Alfred E. Newman, <laughs> like the fucking mad nice. magazine guy, which I think is right. I think they're just fuck with the guy. I think he, Alfred E. Newman is what the, the solve, but you can't prove it without having some sort of, uh, this decoder because it's so few letters. So I think he's fuck with the cops and said his name's Alfred E. Newman. I love it. Um, so Z 32 is the last one. It's known as the map code because there was a map included with the code. Weird. Uh, it says you could use the code to find out where a bomb is set. No one ever solved it and there wasn't a bombing, so more fuckery from our buddy the Zodiac. Uh, it's complicated, this cipher. I don't even want to get into it. There's like... Anyways, it says Mag North it will get you, start you, and it has like a picture of a... like a map of an area in California... I don't know. There was never any explosion, so no one gives a shit, really. It would be cool to solve, but I mean, it's got 32 characters. It's probably never going to be solved. Wait, which one, which one wasn't solved? Did you say Z32? Because <laughs> he's just going to solve it right now. <laughs> yeah. You're the first person to actually take a hard look at this, so I think you can do it. I got you. Um, it's Z32 was never solved. Neither, neither was Z13 officially, but I do think it's Alfred E. Newman, which is awesome. Now, I do have nine theories on this one today, boys. Holy fuck can you start with the amelia Earhart one <laughs> there's none for amelia Earhart. if there's an amelia Earhart one it's surprising to me okay i got one you, you i'm sure you'll i'm sure you'll whip something together at the end there rj uh okay so a couple of theories don't really name people but it does name a, a couple things which okay so theory one uh the zodiac was multiple people now i do like this theory for a number of reasons. It makes you hard to catch if they think you're one person, but you're actually two. So they think there was a guy actually going out murdering and a guy actually writing the letters to the, and they were working in conjunction with each other Uh, because writing that letter on the door and all that stuff is a a hard proposition to do one person and get away without anyone ever getting around there. So they think there's two people. That's one of the theories. There's more than one person. Um, that's extremely plausible, but I wouldn't have assumed that they would know each other. I was thinking it was just like, you know, one person catches wind of somebody doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. We'll get, we'll get there. I know what you're talking about. Oh, we'll is that a different theory? Yeah. It's you're a different cheating. You're cheating. It's not, <laughs> it's, you'll see, you got... you'll see why though. You'll see. Why. Okay. All right. You'll see why. Uh, they say theory number two. So that's just theory number one. It's not even really a theory. It's just something I want to point out. How's that? It's a fucking clue. Okay. Um, Zodiac was someone in the military, uh, is number two, or someone in the police force, or even someone with some governmental connections. Now, cryptology and army boots, 
knowledge of guns and how to mess with enemies psychologically, the ease of killing someone, no problem. Uh, as soon as the servicemen were used to survey the bus stops, the drivers weren't killed. So the military were there already. Uh, the watch that was left at that scene, it was supposed to be have gotten overseas. It was like a watch that was made overseas. So they think that's where it was gotten on some sort of tour. Uh, and some of the Zodiac's actions indicated that he actually might have had knowledge of police procedures. Uh, so here's, here's something. Here's a weird one. The way the blood pooled uh, for, on the piece of Stein's shirt has some indications that the piece of shirt must have been ripped off after Stein had bled out for a while. So only the police would have had access to the shirt between the time Stein was shot and the blood pooled, meaning a police officer must be fucking with people. Like a police officer must be involved. He must have grabbed it after just because the amount of blood that was on it. It would, doesn't make sense. And it would have had to pull up. Okay. Uh, maybe he wiped it in it. I don't know. Maybe he just liked the blood and wanted a little bit for himself. Creepy fucking serial killer. I don't know. But that's a theory that's going around. Uh, also, another reason he wasn't caught was uh, because of a government cover-up. That's why some high school teachers slash internet sleuths figured out ciphers instead of the FBI and CIA. Uh, that's what people are saying. I, I, whatever, maybe. That doesn't mean they have governmental connections. It just mean people are dumb everywhere. Mm-hmm. People right. are dumb everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just people are not as smart as they think they are. Not here, though. Here's a here's a fun one. Uh, here's my first. I'll give you. I'll call this my first real theory. So, uh, the Zodiac is Ted Cruz. I'm on board with that one. Yeah. 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 I don't think Ted Cruz is smart enough to know how to read enough to spell things bad. Yeah. I don't think he spells. I, I firmly yes. believe that man might be illiterate. <laughs> now, this was all sparked by a tweet in 2013 by at Take a saying, uh, hashtag CPEG alert, Ted Cruz is speaking. His speech is entitled, This is the Zodiac speaking. So that's just a hilarious tweet. It turned into a meme right quickly, uh, which I find fun. So after Ted heard about this on Halloween 2018, I guess Ted must have thought this would be funny because he posted a zodiac like cipher on his twitter account captioning it with halloween so everyone was like you are the fucking zodiac you psychopath uh according sorry according to his publicist he was just trying to be funny because he has no fucking funny in him at all uh he's just trying to be more likable (laughs) fucking good one ted that was hilarious yeah (laughs) that that man is so tone deaf when it comes to charm like he uh and this is not not to get in the politics or anything but i know like at one point when uh alexandria casio cortez like said some shit on twitter um and i don't i don't even know what the context of what she was saying was but ted cruz was like you go girl and yeah she turned around and she's like fuck you you supported a siege on the capitol that almost murdered me (laughs) (laughs) like he's just such an idiot he doesn't like He's one of those rich guys who like is so far removed from actual humanity as a politician that he forgets that people actually have opinions outside of what Lamborghini do we buy this year? Right. And how many, how many afterlife slaves do I need? Yeah. Like, you exactly. know, life is about more, yeah. Ted. <laughs> yeah. He's so tone deaf in the general sense of it that he thinks maybe he's just so not charismatic at all like what's the what's the other word for charismatic what's the opposite like what's the opposite of- it, it's ted cruz that's the word 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's so Ted Cruz that he thinks that if he's associated with a serial killer, he'll be less Ted Cruz. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, I'm going to be the Zodiac. Everyone's going to like me more. And it was like, the Zodiac killed a bunch of people on the street, you psycho. Um, yeah. But cool. Um, so too bad Ted Cruz was born in 1970, though. You, you, you didn't need to add the 1970 part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Too bad Ted Cruz was born. I agree. Uh, but maybe he was a diaper baby doing this. That would be fun. That would be the best one of all. He's just a diapered up. Little- oh, yeah. And he still just has his like 47 year old face as like a nine month old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so that's just a fun one. Here's another fun one for the serial killer people out there. Um, it's just another fun one for this for our serial killer listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one more time, I'm gonna Ted, describe a bloody death of a child. You're welcome, Ted. Kids. Ted, if you're listening, stay tuned. Yeah, Ted, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Zodiac Killer is Bruce Davis, uh, who is one of Manson's disciples. Uh, he was known to be in the San Francisco area in the late 1960s, uh, but Bruce Davis was already in jail for his Manson craziness in 1970, and his letters continued till 1974. I only wanted to bring it up because uh, there are there's a nice chunk of people on Reddit who think this is true. Uh, it's not. Um, it's He was investigated, though, back then, which I found interesting, but he was definitely much... Uh, debunked then back you can't believe everything you read on reddit i mean people on reddit think that i'm gay they tell me as much in the comments so yeah well not just reddit (laughs) i'm just kidding i don't think you're gay i know you're straight as a fucking arrow buddy don't keep me in a box (laughs) you're curved like a horseshoe all right (laughs) Uh... (laughs) right. i'll take horseshoe (laughs) all right so the next theory, which we're starting to get into the more serious ones, um, the Zodiac is Ted Kaczynski. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys ever heard this one, but Ted Kaczynski's the Unabomber, and uh, he was in San Francisco Bay during this time. During his Unabomber years, just like the Zodiac, he would communicate with the police and media and use ciphers to communicate with them as well. Uh, the Zodiac used to threaten bombs in many of his letters, but never went through with it that I know of. But Kaczynski did. So I don't think this is true, but it's a fun one to think of. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting similarity. Were those even in the same time frame, though? Yes. Well, Kaczynski, when he was doing the Unabomber stuff, he was older. He wasn't, he was a young man in San Francisco at the oh. time. So maybe he went, he was just doing his uh, shooting. I don't think so, though. This Ted Kaczynski was more of a, like a, he considered himself. a a, like political activist you know what i mean he considered himself doing like he wasn't just random willy-nilly killing people in the fucking streets because he didn't like they're making out in their truck yeah no i mean some of those that dude's opinions rock um but then he also killed dogs so he predicted what's happening now really his manifesto is like scary as fuck because it's so scary and accurate like there's accuracy to it maybe i should say that I don't know. I don't even know if Kaczynski's still alive. I should have looked into him more. Yes. Hey, Ted, are you still alive? Yeah, he's good. He's good, eh? Yeah. All right. So here's the real last four that are real here. The Zodiac. This is number four, theory four. Zodiac is Earl Van Best Jr. 
So Earl Van Best Jr. is the subject of FX's The Most Dangerous Animal of All. His biological son, Gary Stewart, worked with experts to compile evidence against his bio dad. All right. Van Best was 27 when he met Stewart's mother at the age of 14. They married and had Stewart just before Van Best was arrested and jailed for a number of charges, including pedophilia. He's on that. He's on that Don Lewis trip. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They, what's with the yeah what's with the people getting married when they're 15 back in the fucking day that's weird imagine being married when you're 15 you're like do you want to trade magic cards and then come yeah, fucking imagine being married when you're 15 to a 49 year old man that's what it seems like a lot of it was so bad. marrying your dad's friend yeah <laughs> Ugh. so i'm just thinking about my dad's friend and how if i had to marry him jesus um when i was 15 <laughs> you have to suck his dick or you'll be grounded <laughs> Oh, God. You just brought back some <laughs> memories. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Stuart claims his bio dad looked a lot like the police sketch, was interested in cryptology, and lived nearby to Paul Stein. Uh, that was the guy in the cab that got shot. So the most damning evidence is that the Van Best handwriting apparently matches the letters sent to police and newspapers. The writing was compared to the writing on the marriage certificate. So they took his marriage certificate to his mom, went and compared it to the letters that were given to the police and the media. And there's a match. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Yeah. You talked about how that's not real science. And I'm going to tell you why I believe that's kind of shitty science. And FX put up like a good long series into this. Like they put a whole or uh, a, a lot of hours, sorry, into this case saying that his dad was it. But many people are challenging this handwriting thing on the marriage certificate uh, because it wouldn't have been done, filled out by his father. It would have been filled out by the priest. So the priest did it. Yeah. <laughs> and the priest would know about the slaves in the afterlife. It's all fucking makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this random priest in the fucking San Francisco area is just getting arrested. And now FX is trying to cover it up. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. All, all that, all that forensic shit is just stuff that police pull out of their assholes to put poor people in jail. Um, so it's, it's stupid. That's not a real thing. So that's, they did a whole uh, thing on it. This guy still swears up and down by his claims that the handwriting is his father's and it matches and he looks like the sketch. So it must be my dad. Cause he was a pedophile. I get a duty out of shitty parent. Doesn't mean they're the Zodiac. That's, you know, like maybe I doubt it though. There's not really that much evidence. <laughs> just the handwriting. Imagine on, having enough. such deep seated father issues that in order to get attention from him, you have to accuse him of being a super famous serial killer. I don't know. I actually agree with this theory <laughs> only because in I'm not joking either. In one of the uh, one of the ciphers, um, it actually spells out E V Best Junior, which is honestly too much of a fucking coincidence when it comes to ciphers. If you're putting in messages, it, so and oh, so, you're right. That's the, that's part of the scrambled up part of 408 that they don't really know what's there. So there's also a bunch of other gibberish on there that doesn't really match up. So yes, it could be Evie Best. It could Evie Best. You like sure, maybe. But I mean, what's the all the other letters? There's way more letters that are are unscrambled at the bottom. So you know what I mean? Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, sure, maybe it could be. But I mean, it's it could be a coincidence too. Best is not a hard word to. Well, well does it like you know? spell out the word junior because that would be pretty crazy well it actually spells out rj does it yeah rj uh -oh. rj Ma damn 
All right. Yeah. I got to go, guys. <laughs> Off yeah. to South America to meet up yeah. with Rick. Which turns out we're not private dicks. We're just fucking yeah. serial killers. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> okay. So that's that theory. Whatever. There's more to it. But I mean, watch the FX series. There's a lot. I could go into it for a fucking day. I just, there's mm-hmm. so much to this already. Um, so the, the most famous one is the next one. It's number five. Uh, the Zodiac is Arthur Lee Allen. Uh, Arthur Lee Allen is the most famous of the Zodiac suspects. I just said that Allen was uh, convicted child molester from Vallejo, uh, the site of the second shooting attributed to the Zodiac in 1969. Uh, he was questioned two times throughout the investigation of the Zodiac. Actually, during those interviews, he claimed he wanted to kill people. And I believe this is the guy they, they have in the movie. Yeah. I think this is the guy they interviewed a couple times. Uh, he also wrote, uh, he also wore a Zodiac brand watch. And his friend said before the Zodiac killings even began, he was already referring to himself as the Zodiac. Uh, he also owned the same caliber guns at Lake Berryessa. Allen claimed to the police he was scuba diving on that very lake that same day. Uh, he's also to have driven home with a bloody knife in his car. That's what he told him. I had a bloody knife in my car. I don't know. What do you want from me? Uh, in 1991, Mike Maggio, the survivor from the second shooting, after seeing a photo lineup put together by the VPD, claims that Allen uh, was the one that sh- he that shot he and his friend that fateful night. Uh, when asked why he didn't say anything earlier, Maggio claimed he n- was never shown pictures of Allen in the entire 20 years that he had been uh, injured from this. He claims uh, he was only asked if he recognized certain names by the police. So he was never shown any actual physical pictures, just like, do you know this guy? What about that guy? And so they never really got anything. Yeah. Now, there's pl- there's plenty of compelling evidence here uh, that Alan's the killer, uh, but his DNA didn't match the retest done from the DNA evidence on the envelope. Yeah, and I was just going to say that. When the fuck do they do the DNA? I don't trust... It what 20 year old dna testing especially when the dna is how old fucking 40 years old basically i don't believe that 45 i no i mean not, not to jump the gun on what we think but, well you don't believe science i i don't i i judge a lot of science very critically how about that sure dna science is like pretty fucking open and shut though like it's not like uh it's i don't know writing. man i did that banana shit in high school it didn't mean anything to me so therefore it's not a thing <laughs> okay yeah. uh, this also lead lends credence to the theory there's two killers one was making the letters licking the envelopes the other one's actually going sure. on stabbing that's all i'm saying it, it adds to that who is buddies uh who is alan's accomplice no one really, really knows uh he died in 1992 so no more questioning that fucker uh also another thing about him he's he didn't match any of the description of the witnesses his uh he did not have the thick glasses or the shaggy hair or whatever and the stocky build he wasn't six feet tall he wasn't five foot ten he also wasn't five foot eight or five foot nine uh which is funny because that's all the yeah but historically eyewitness shit is some of the most inconsistent stuff too for sure eyewitnesses you're you can fuck with your memory so easily it's not that hard you get me all of us will retell this story tomorrow yeah who are these cops that were asking them for starters you know what i mean like Nope, for sure. And it's fucking 60 years yeah. old. The, the whole there's a whole website like zodiackiller.com dedicated to it has all the evidence on it. It's actually nuts. You could spend days on there. But I mean, it's all old police reports. These cops were they would write whatever the fuck they want. Like anyway, so next, the Zodiac is Lewis Myers is number 6 here. So Randy Kenny claims his friend 
Uh, Lou Myers admitted to being with Zodiac in 2001 when he was diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver. Who's Randy Kenny, you ask? I don't fucking know, just some guy, which I find hilarious. My brother's sister's cousin once told me about uh, my aunt's uncle who was living in the... Anyways, it just, it seems a lot of telephone for this one, but there's some, there's some oomph to it. So uh, he claims the motivation for Myers to kill couples was that he had suffered from a breakup. Now Myers was young. He was, uh, when the first murder would have happened, he would have been about 14 years or I think 16 years old, sorry. And he went to high school with the two young 17 and 16 year old people, the two of the victims. So he went to high school with them. And he also worked as a bus boy at the same restaurant as the lady who died in the second shooting. Uh, I forgot to write her name. I kept my name right there, but uh, yeah. So he also worked with her. Okay. Um, he worked at a military surplus store also on the weekends. So this gave him access to military boots uh, that were believed to be worn by the Zodiac. He didn't know the cab driver Stein, but Kenny claims his friend killed the cab driver because it was a robbery for drugs. Uh, that's what he told him on his deathbed. He was deployed in Germany for two years between 1971, two and a bit, two years and a bit, in 1971 to 1973. Uh, those two years were the same few years that communications between the Zodiac and the police had been cut off. Uh, Louis' description doesn't match that of the victims. Uh, so when he was telling him about it, like, oh, they were uh, wearing this clothes and they actually weren't or whatever. He was saying a lot of stuff like that and it wouldn't match up the super finite details, but the mind changes things. So I just find this one interesting because he was gone away. And when he came back in 1974, after being de- like, let's pretend he was deployed during that quiet period. He said he had 37 kills, which makes it more likely that he went over there and killed a bunch of fucking people in Vietnam or whatever. Cause that would have been nom times. Right. And then he could add to his numbers. Uh, it has a little bit of credence, but I mean, I don't know. Some guy on his deathbed saying he's the Zodiac doesn't really hold too much water with me. Um, it's just a way to like, I don't know. What, what's the point of that? What, what are you doing? What are you accomplishing? You don't really, what do you think of that? Getsy, I could see here. I've got one more theory after this, buddy, and then you can give me all your fucking crazy theories. No, I'm still trying to solve this map cipher. Okay, good for you. Good luck. Um, so the last one, which this is the one I believe, that's why I put it last, Uh the Zodiac Killer is a myth. Not real. Not a thing. There was no Zodiac at all. It was all hyped by the media. There were a bunch of murders, yeah. But all the being connected, not true. All right? They don't seem likely to be connected without the letters to the police. All right? These murders were all considered to have happened at lovers' lanes. But that isn't necessarily the case. Vallejo was a hotbed for drugs during this period, meth to be exact. So 30 years after the first two shootings, a retired VPD detective, John Lynch, told the media that the first two shootings were because Faraday found out about a drug deal and wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. And his girlfriend was probably just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Now, the survivor of the second attributed shooting, Majo, was wearing three sweaters and three pairs of pants that night. Okay, it was the 4th of July. Uh, was it to be different outfits so you could rob somewhere, take a layer off, and the police would be able to wouldn't be able to find you? Uh, was this a drug deal gone wrong? It was the fourth of July. People would have been out and about leaving their house. It would have been a perfect day to go rob some people for money. All right. These possibilities were discounted, however, because Majo and Faraday didn't have a criminal record. A serial killer can be uh alibi, 
this way, right? So if you put a serial killer, you think it's a serial killer, then you go, well, it must be the serial killer. And these nice kids with no records didn't do anything, right? Now the stabbing incident with the guy in the hood could have just been a copycat. By this time, the symbol was synonymous with the Zodiac, had already been in the paper for months, all right? So long story short, if it hadn't been for the letter stating this is the Zodiac, then these cases probably wouldn't be connected at all. Uh, there's so many discrepancies here, all right? The letters the Zodiac left, uh, the eyewitness accounts said that uh, he he drove, he sped off and squealed his tires when he left. The Zodiac in his letter said, I drove off calmly from the scene and nobody even questioned that I was there, right? Uh, the Zodiac said some lady was wearing a dress when she was wearing a fucking pant dress thing. It, it was a clearly obvious not dress that she was wearing, but he's saying all the clothes and stuff that he's saying in the, in the letters. Yes, he, while he's getting like weapons correct, He's getting other details that you figure he would be getting correct wrong, right? So they're just highlighting the things he's getting right, not the things that he's getting wrong in the media. Plus adding to the fuel to the fire with the Zodiac, uh, it's, it's, it's just asking for it. So the problem with this theory is that the, the letters and the ciphers are pretty fucking, like they do have a lot of detail, right? They have some stuff that's pretty crazy. So that could be attributed to somebody who had a police scanner at the time. Okay. And you could just hear someone from a half mile away, like half an hour after a murder happens, it's not in the media yet, but if you call, you get a radio scanner and you like, I just killed someone and then it's the kids or something. And then it just, it snowballs. Yeah. I don't, I don't think with the details, like the cops would have said them over the radio. Like, I don't, I don't think it's real. I think we all hyped it up as ourselves, as humans. And it was just a bunch of different killers that got away because we wanted it to be a serial killer. We wanted to be scared. And uh, we might end up finding for sure eventually, I doubt it, but they are doing a bunch of familial DNA on all the DNA from the envelopes right now. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with familial DNA, uh, but that's how they caught the the Golden State Killer. Golden State guy, mm. yeah. So they got him just actually taking DNA from the registry, matching like all the 23andMe, all those ones you send in your DNA, they got a warrant for that. And they took family or they found family members and they figured out like, who could it be from your family? Who's the creepy uncle? And then they fucking caught the guy. That makes sense. Yeah. Have you, have you, have you heard about the Amazon thing they're doing too, where they're, they're all the, they're all going to be basically forcing, uh, to like, like broadcasting Wi-Fi so that they can all better connect with each other. So is the better surveil everything? Yeah, no. I oh, yeah, no. It's I, terrifying. Well, no, I mean, it's just along the same lines of the DNA thing. So I'm just saying, like, the era of the serial killer is over, dude. I think, I think uh, if we're going to talk about that, I can definitely get into that. I think that it's pretty dead, too. Yeah. I think it's, that's why, that's why mass shootings have gone up. It's like. Yeah, dude, burn bright and fast. It's the only thing you can do now. You get caught too quickly. Yeah. Right. If you're a psycho. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think it didn't happen. I think the Zodiac was three different people. We'll never know because the cops blundered it so much thinking it was one guy. Uh, just by all the height differences and all the... No, hmm. it doesn't sound real. The, the change of weapons, that kind of stuff is not indicative of a normal serial killer. That's very unique to the Zodiac. And sure, some killers are unique, but I mean, there's all sorts of regular indicators. Like, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, That's good. I do. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, David Fincher, actually, I, I one of the articles I'll post in the thing is David Fincher, because he made the movie Zodiac, right? So he actually mm -hmm. thinks that too now, I think. 
that he thinks that the there was never a killer after looking at all the evidence and stuff like that. He just thinks the cops had racial bias. They had like, they wanted it to be that because it was so sensational. Uh, there's all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff that made it go that way. Too bad. He didn't think that in 2007. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think he just, cause the book, the movie's an adaptation of a book, right? Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, him, uh, what the fuck's his name, but I had it written down, but anyway, so yeah, the book, I, I think he probably still thought it during the filming, but it was still the book. He still just, he had a script, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that movie. And I still think that that dude might've had like, I mean, if, if he didn't do all of it, he did some of it. You know what I mean? I think he did the one where the guy recognized him. Yeah. A hundred percent. That dude is. And the stabbing to me was a copycat. There's no way it wasn't. It, it was, why would you have the monikered fucking hood? You know, it's so, yeah. it's not real. It's, it's so over the top. He never had that before. So it's clearly just a copycat. And then it's my opinion. What do you think? Getsy boy? He's into the map code. <laughs> I love, I love you. He just always gets caught up. I'm like, these really obscure details that are ultimately inconsequential. <laughs> I think, I think I agree. There's a lot of copycats that were probably in there, but I think the real Zodiac killer is definitely uh, the Gary Stewart search for his father type of thing. I, I definitely agree with that one. I think it was Earl Van Best Jr. With a name like that, you you just want to fucking kill people. I mean. Yeah, for oh. sure. I, Van Best, honestly, Van Best might have been a, uh, done one of these. Like, they're they're still there. They still exist, these kills, yeah. right? And and for him to be look like the guy that walked away from Stein getting shot in the head, because that's the, the thing he's saying he looks like. Why wouldn't that guy shoot? A, like, he already sounds like a piece of shit. Maybe he shot that guy in the head and just robbed him. For sure. The, the piece of shirt showing up at the the news media place is kind of scary, right? Like that. No, I mean, well, then that's and that's the thing. Like, I mean, without like, who knows how many of these guys like just like got a kick out of just seeing the media and the police spin this narrative for them based on things that they had done that were just isolated incidents. Yeah, maybe it was spun that way because they knew how fucked up they were. Like they let it get spun that way more right. than like help their agenda too right um like i said yep. you're winning a pulitzer i don't know if anybody won a pulitzer for this zodiac coverage i don't know i'm just saying that on my ass i'm pulling that on my ass but when you get a letter from a serial killer say you're of course you're gonna put that even if it's true or not right you of course you they, they debated it for sure the ethics of it but they were gonna do it they were gonna do it the whole time yep so i, I feel like this whole zodiac thing was a money-making machine and a a fuck a, like a, a smoke screen a smoke screen and a money maker. I will machine. also say Earl Van Best owned an antique um, bookstore. That's a little. That's a little fucky. Something's not right there. You know that guy sounds like he's gonna kill somebody. Yeah, usually yeah. it's old crypt keepers that have shit like that. Like <laughs> enter my antique shop. They're all cursed. He probably he probably sold a bunch of Catholic books with the fucking Celtic cross on it. Yeah, he sold gremlins. Yeah. There was a show in the 90s called Friday the 13th, but it wasn't about like the murder. It was like this antique shop that every item in the antique shop was haunted and they had to like figure out whatever to do with it. Uh, it was a great show. It reminded me, it made me think of Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah. The 90s must have pissed off that franchise when they took that. Like that show must have pissed off the franchise. <laughs> oh, look at that. I just got a text for, back from my good friend Jake and uh, he says, 
it was actually Arthur Lee Allen, who is a pseudonym for John Carroll Lynch. So we solved it, guys. Uh, the movie was too accurate. <laughs> All right. He really did it. <laughs> is this a real text that you got? <laughs> yeah. From my good friend, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, OK, good. Jake, Jake was like, he's still in character right now. He's yep. like, it was yeah. me, motherfucker. Oh. It's, it's, been a, it's been a hard year for yeah. him. He goes in and out. Whatever happened to Jake? I love it. Works for Unless Getz has makes... a different theory. Do you have a different theory, Getz? I like no, I think enough theories. of them were probably copycats that I'm fine with the random theory. I, I don't even think it was malicious, too. I think it was just, you know, they probably all got swept up in it. Yeah, that's you what know? I think. I think yeah. it's just this weird thing that took a part of everyone and it became real. And whether it, lots of people, I'm sure, were totally on board and thinking it was real. But I think a lot of people, I, when I was reading this too, a lot of uh, this is just speculation. So I didn't really put it in, but I'll say it anyway now. They, a lot of the police officers didn't really buy the whole Zodiac thing, like the detectives that were actually involved in the case didn't really buy the Zodiac until the like third or fourth, like the, the, the last the kid getting murdered and stuff like that before that there that's another reason it didn't really make it to national news is because the police weren't glorifying it the way they wanted it to right they weren't uh apparently the cops the the me the general public were the ones that believed that more than the police did until late much later on. right it has credence Man, where's this guy? We figured this out like 45 minutes ago. Come on, I got shit. I got to do this afternoon. <clears throat> Oh, Richard, there he, is. there he is. Hey, how's it going? It's it's going, I guess. Freaking, I get a coffee across the road. They have free Wi-Fi. I go on Google. I look up the Zodiac killer. You know what we I find it. out? Exactly, we solved it. You figured yeah, it out. Someone already. else already solved it, dumbass. Way to try to take credit for it, though. What do you mean? There's Nobody's... a bunch of retired FBI agents and case breakers or something. Some guy <laughs> cracked the ciphers. Uh, Gary Post or something like that. He solved Gary, it. Gary Post. Uh, we I didn't even look into Gary Post. God you know damn what, it. man? I I'm not paying you guys at all. Uh, I expect my deposit back. Money's gone. Okay, let's just say it's gone. But I do have this card, business card. You take that, and if you need any other crime solved, you come back to us, and I will do it half price. You know what? Keep your card. Roll it up tight. Shove it up. You guys are useless. I just watched Private Dicks, and I think RJ's the funniest. What? Come on! Hey there, all you private dickheads. That's probably not the name we're going to stick with. Anyways, uh, RJ here. I am here to tell you thank you for listening to another episode of Private Dicks. If you liked what you heard, go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere they take your reviews, drop us five stars, say something nice. Also, what you just heard was from last season. If you want current episodes as they're dropped, head on over to patreon.com and search up Unethical Podcast. That's our mother podcast. I was not aware Private Dicks was a spinoff. I'm going to renegotiate my contract. On Patreon is a full 16-episode season more of Private Dicks, uncut videos of each episode, and many more things are getting added all the time. You can also find all of Unethical's content on there, so go listen to that. And... If you're already a patron, fuck yeah, dude. You're the best. Hi, I'm Celeste. Hi, I'm Richard. Hey, I'm Christy. 
And I'm Tally. We're the hosts of Unethical Podcast. Every episode, we take a humorous dive into a case study that poses an ethical question, like, should mentally ill murderers ever be released? No. We discuss what the outcomes of these cases are and what they should be, with a unique guest host every episode. Richard needs some more testosterone around here. Nah, I think it's mostly coming from Celeste. Girls are mean. Our podcast is no holds barred, true crime, comedy, adult content, and definitely not for everybody. Like, but like most people, most people aren't like can handle swear words and stuff, right? Am I right about that? No. No. You can subscribe wherever you eat your podcast to listen. Follow us on Instagram where we post our teasers to guess what's coming next. And join us on Facebook to get involved in the conversation. Welcome to Unethical Podcast.